0: What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Six and Five. It's your host Lee Hillis, and today, too bad we are not talking Victory Monday, as the, as you see the Tennessee Titans fall as the Tennessee to the Jacksonville Jaguars. As you see, the Tennessee Titans fell to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 36 to 22, and uh, it's it's a hard thing to swallow, but tonight we are having a Titans fan meeting and because there are things that need to be discussed, and we'll be back with all that right after this, and if you're listening to the audio version, it is right after this, and a word from our sponsor. Everybody, Welcome back, and of course, this show is going to be probably the most Stone Cold Truth type show for me, so it's a little bit out of my element, but there was some breaking news that came out um, earlier day. The Titans have released Ola Adaini and linebacker Joe Schobert, so there's two roster spots open. Question is, who comes back? Is it Zach Cunningham? Is it somebody being brought in? Who knows? And also, uh, come out a little while ago, a tweet from NFL insider Ian Rappaport. Former tight punter Brett Kern has signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Could Brett Kern be going after a title this year? We just have to wait and see. And, of course, um, shout-out to Steven Crazio, who I actually have heard about through Chris from Titans and Truth. But this game, it was a Titans game to win. This is a team I looked all the way back to the year of 1999 – the Titans have beat Jacksonville 31 times since 1999. Jacksonville's only won 17 games against Tennessee, and that's including the win yesterday. The Titans have single handedly put this game in. This game should have been won by Tennessee. And here's why Ryan Tannehill, 25 to 38. That's not a bad game for Ryan. 254 yards. That's the most he's had over the last couple of weeks. Two touchdowns and interception. Ryan Tannehill. That one interception, yeah, it hurt. But the next guy on this list, Derrick Henry, had 17 carries, 121 yards and a touchdown. But he also had a very, very costly fumble. Derek. I'm say this. It's a first down and 10, and you get the little dump off to Derek. Usually telling Derek, if you get the first down, like what because the ball was at the 38-yard line of Tennessee or no, of Jacksonville. The first down marker was at the at the 28-yard line. If I'm telling if I'm Derek, I'm saying if you get to the 26th or the 20. 28 29 yard line aim for the sideline get out of bounds cuz you already have the first down and if they hit you out of bounds it's an extra 10 yards so if you get hit out of bounds you're in the red zone and going look at the first half Jacksonville got 17 Points in the first half off of turnovers. That shows how undisciplined this team really is. Tennessee needs to open or needs they they need to wake up. Because right now they're on pace to lose the division. Yeah, they're seven and six. They have a two game lead on the closest team to them, which is Jacksonville. But two losses Tennessee if Tennessee loses two games and Jacksonville wins two, it's hard to climb back. so the Titans need to wake up. and of course we had a rare Austin Hooper sighting, five catches, sixty eight yards. Robert Woods, five catches, 49 yards. And then the lone touchdown pass, or one of the lone touchdown passes of the day, the other one was caught by Nick Westbrook-Akina. But Chig Okonkwo, six catches, 45 yards, and the touchdown. But defensively, we'll get to Jacksonville here in a minute. But defensively, the Titans got roasted. And as I said, both like the Titans got roasted. Their secondary couldn't stop a thing. This secondary is soft. The Titans secondary is as soft as you can get. Whoever the secondary coach is for the Titans needs to be fired. Andrew Adams, eight tackles, two assisted. Monty Rice, seven tackles, five assisted. Bud Dupree, five tackles, one assisted. Roger McCreary, four tackles, one assisted. That's you're not gonna win games like that. You need sacks and you need turnovers. You're if you lose the turnover battle plus four. You can't do anything in this league. And even giving up four quarterback sacks, you can't do anything. And that's where this point right here comes in at. I tweeted this out to Jill Jelnick, and it says if you're turning the ball over four times and your quarterback is sacked four times, you don't deserve to win. You don't deserve to win with that type of performance. And I, 100 wholeheart- I 100% wholeheartedly stand behind that. And yes, both the Titans and Jags have Dallas and Houston left before facing each other. But the Titans have the Chargers this week, while the Jags take on the uh, New York Jets after, face- after the Dallas Cowboys game. Both teams have big games coming up. Tennessee cannot go out to the West Coast and lay a goose egg this week. This defense needs to fly around. This defense needs to get back to what we know it can do. We need to get back to being able to rush the passer. This secondary, as I said, is soft. This pass rush needs to get back to what it was. We need Danico Ochoa back. We need Jeff to play at the high level. He can do it, which we know what he can do. And Bud Dupree, I'm just going to say this. If I was to be the GM next year, let's just say that. I would part ways with Bud Dupree in a heartbeat. Bud Dupree is not an asset. He's a liability. Taylor One is a liability. Zach Cunningham is a liability. Aaron Brewer is undersized, which makes him a liability. And I would sit down if I was a GM first day and give Vrabel. I would say, I would say, Vrabel, you have one of two options fire Todd Downing and coach Kevin Carter, which is the offensive line coach, or you can find a job elsewhere next year. Straight up. I would go in there and I would clean house. There are things that need to happen, there are things that need to go down because a Titans loss should not have happened yesterday. And now to the Jacksonville side. As I said, the secondary got roasted 30 of 42 by Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence went 30 of 42, 368 yards. You are not going to win games when you give up over 300 yards through the air. The Titans have given up over 60 points in the last two weeks. And of course, Trevor Lawrence threw three touchdowns. Titans are very good at containing Travis Etienne. Seven carries, 39 yards. Evan Ingram torched Tennessee. Evan Ingram did exactly... Evan Ingram did exactly what Christian Kirk did to Tennessee last year. He chewed us up and he spit us out. 11 receptions, 162 yards. That's a career high for Evan Ingram. And he had two touchdowns. That's just criminal on our secondary. Zay Jones, eight catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. Christian Kirk was held in check. Was held in check. Five catches, 45 yards. And Titan Fox, I completely agree. Both Fulton and Avery need to be healthy for our backfield to do anything less than soft. Hooker, or Bayard, Hooker, and Adams are good, but they can't do it alone. McCrary is good, but not great yet. I agree. McCrary is getting there, but he's not there yet. And Steven Crazio, Mike Vrabel, exactly. Mike Vrabel can't have both Downing and his job, but what he gets to say, but what he gets the say on who the GM should be. Which, I feel like Miss Amy goes to Mike in those situations, which, I don't know. I feel like it should come down to Miss Amy and uh, Titans President and CEO, Burke Nihill, and uh, the front office. I don't think the coach, the head coach should have a say in who the GM is. Of course, you look defensively. Trayvon Walker, two tackles, one assist, one sack. That's a that's a recipe for success right there. Arden Key, the same thing, two tackles, two assisted, one sack. Defensive or linebacker Josh Allen, three tackles and a sack. Andrew Wingard, six tackles, one assisted, one interception. Devin Lloyd, four tackles, four assisted. That's a recipe for success defensively. The Titans need to get back to that. There should be no more sleeping. And I'm going to throw this interesting little nugget up about the Titans' offense. The Titans have... uh, They're 29th in yards. they're, They're averaging less than 300 yards a game. They're scoring 26th in the league at 18 and a half points. Their second half points per game is dead last. They're averaging five and a half points in the second half. They have 208 first downs this year so far. That's 30th in the league. Their third down percentage is 36.8%. That's 25th in the league. They have forty six three and outs. That's thirty second in the league. They have eighty four offensive penalties. That's 28th. Their scoring percentage is twenty nine point two percent. That's thirty first in the league. Their yard, their average yards per drive is twenty six point eight. That's thirtieth in the league. And of course, if you look at Derrick Henry's numbers from the second half, from each quarter it gets worse and worse and worse. That's the Todd Downing effect. 11 carries, 96 yards. That's the first quarter. That's not a bad quarter for Derek. In that that first quarter, they had three offensive drives and one play before the end of the first quarter. Second quarter, three carries, 23 yards, four offensive drives. Second half, they only had a total of five offensive drives in that second half. Derek had three carries, two yards. That's despicable. And when we get into the venting portion of this show, I've got four questions. And we're fixing to head into that portion of the episode. But first, I've just got to show this. And I showed it on Wednesday night of last week while previewing this episode, or previewing this game. And if I can leave you with anything, I want to leave you with this. Hear me clearly when I say this. There are people who come in your life sometimes to be there for a season. They weren't meant to be there always. Sometimes we find ourselves hooked up with people that we think are there for a lifetime, but they were only supposed to be there for a season. There are people who come in your life like boosters for a rocket. If you ever watch a rocket go into space, the boosters fall off when it reaches a certain altitude. Some people are not equipped to handle the altitudes that you're going to. So don't be afraid when they fall off. They're not bad people, they just couldn't go where you're going. And now, the venting session is in progress. That's where this first question comes into play. I put this out there on social media. Should Todd Downing be fired? If so, when? If you there's there's definitely two tweets that you should look at: Austin Stanley and Sean from Titans Wire. Austin Stanley said there is absolutely zero logical reason. Todd Downing calls plays for the Titans versus the Chargers next week. Figure out what Tim Kelly can do in four weeks. It and then Sean says it has become very evident that the that this that this Todd Downing experiment has not only ran its course, but it has far overstayed its welcome at this point. Rather than just sitting on the decision and Delaying the inevitable, it's time to rip the band-aid off. That's exactly what the Titans need to do. They need to call, they need to quit delaying this decision. The inevitable decision, I should say, and just fire Todd Downing. And I agree, Todd Downing should be fired before by the end of the season before the Titans find a GM. Because, as I said, if I was the GM, I would look Mike Vrabel dead in the eye and say, you have one of two options. Fire Todd Downing and your offensive line coach, Kevin Carter. Because question is, and that takes us to this right here, is is offensive line coach Kevin Carter to blame for some of the offensive breakdowns? You can make a case, yes. Yes, he is to blame on some of the offensive breakdowns. The second question is, after the season, do you clean house, coaching staff and all, or leave it the way it is? And again, if I was the GM, I would back the dump truck up, the garbage truck up to the facility, and I would clean house. I would clean house quick. First person to go is Mike Vrabel. If he said, if you, if I was to give him that ultimatum, either fire Todd Downey or find a job elsewhere next year, and he was to say anything less than okay. If he was to say anything less than okay, he would have his, he would have his walking papers on his desk that very next weekend, that very next week. Mike Vrabel. Needs to wake up and realize, hey, there is a problem. I need to figure out what that problem is and fix it quick. And Steven Crazio, and I feel like you agree with me on this, it is time to clean house big time. Titans need to wake up before they're not, before they are watching the playoffs from the couch come January. The second question is if the Titans fail to make the playoffs, Will Vrabel be fired by the new GM? I don't think Vrabel's around for the new GM. I think the new GM fires him. Big time. No ands, ifs, buts, or maybes. Because the GM didn't hire Vrabel. He has no loyalty to Vrabel. The new GM will want to hire his own man. This new GM will want to hire his own coaching staff, his own regime. He will want to hire his own people. So I guarantee you, the new GM will come in and clean house. And even if, if the Titans make the playoffs, good for them. Mike Vrabel's still gone. And I said all that to say this. And that makes a very good point. Steven Crozio says, I don't think Mike Vrabel will be fired, but I think he will quit if the new GM doesn't give in to his demands. I think he will too. I think when Mike Vrabel found – when the Titans find a GM that will put his foot down to Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel will run. And I wouldn't be scared to go in – and throw my name in for GM. I wouldn't. Because I would go in and clean house. Because I was just mentioning to somebody earlier, if there if there are six players that are released, Bud Dupree, Table of the One, Robert Woods, Zach Cunningham, uh, maybe Ryan Tannehill, if they get the right head coach to work with Malik. And... Uh, Let's just throw out another name. Aaron Brewer. If the Titans release all those guys, you open up in the ballpark of 46 to $64 million. 46 to $64 million. With that and the expanded cap, you're looking at the ballpark of close to $300 million. You easily pay Jeff, no doubt, no ands, if buts, or maybes. It's a no-brainer. You pay Big Jeff. You can also pay David Long. You can also bring in some more talent. Orlando Brown from Kansas City. You can also bring in some like, probably Mike McGlinchey from San Francisco. You could bring in. You could probably part. You could probably part ways to Ben Jones if you find a younger center. If not, you extend Ben Jones for another year until you find that center. The Titans need to this offensive line. If I stand corrected, they're next. They're next to the bottom of the league. They are. Dennis Daly. I will say this. I will. I will jump on a soapbox and say this. Dennis Daly is not the answer. Dennis Daly has allowed 11 sacks this season. 11. Sharon Conquo, he's a rookie. He's going to have his growing pains, okay? I'll let that strip sack slide. But did it hurt us? Yes. If Chig can learn from anything, let him learn from his mistakes, because Chig needs to grow. If you're going to grow, you're going to make mistakes. As it said in the intro video, this is this is coming from We're all going to make mistakes. Only thing that matters is how you learn how to fix them. Go out there and fix your mistakes. players are going to make mistakes. But Dennis Daly is one of the biggest liabilities on this team right now. He's an even bigger liability than Bud Dupree. He's a bigger liability than Taylor One. He's an even bigger liability than Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's done good this year. Five, five interceptions all year but he's in sack nearly 40 times this offensive line. And that's why I mentioned this right here is offensive line coach, Kevin Carter to blame for some of the offensive breakdown. No doubt this offense. It's his job to get this offensive line ready to go week in and week out. He needs to be gone. Todd Downing, needs to be gone. And I said, and I I, I said this, and I'm going to say it again. And Chris from Times of Truth has even said this. If Mike Vrabel says anything less than okay to firing Todd Downing, he should be gone. And I think if Vrabel says no, he will be gone. Because Todd Downing, when he took over as offense coordinator after Arthur Smith left to go take the head coaching job in Atlanta, under Arthur Smith, this offense was ranked third in the league. Todd Downing has drove us to the basement of the league. We are now down around 29th in the league offensively. We are one of the worst offenses in the league. Todd Downing, and you could make a case for Kevin Carter, the offensive line coach, needs to go. There are things that need to happen. The Titans need to clean house, and they need to wake up. And As I said, if they need to wake up, or they are watching the playoffs from the couch this year. And if they make the playoffs, they're bounced in the first round. This team, there's talent. Don't get me wrong, there's talent on this team. But Vrabel, yeah, we've had a winning season under under him ever since he's been here. We've been we've been one and done the last two seasons. We're on the verge of being one and done for the third straight year. We're we're actually probably on the verge of missing the playoffs if we lose two more games. I don't see the Titans winning three more games this year. I see the Titans going nine and eight. I see the Titans not making the playoffs at nine and eight. This team is a dumpster fire. There needs to be house cleaning done. Or fans will start to, or season ticket holders will quit renewing their tickets. I'm telling you now. They need to get this under control. And I pointed this out also. So Todd Downing got his DUI after the Green Bay game. The Titans have lost three straight since. This team has distractions. John Robinson being fired is a distraction. Todd Downing's DUI is a distraction. I've already said, and I'm going to say it again, if I was the GM, Todd Downey would be be suspended for the rest of the season. Tim Kelly would take over play calling. There's a whole lot more that needs to be said. But I've said a lot already. Big things are coming. Big changes are coming to this organization. Either with Or without Mike Vrabel. Either with or without Todd Downing. Either with or without Shane Bowen. Either with or without Ryan Tannehill. Either with or without Bud Dupree. Things are going to get shaken up. And moves are about to be made. And that's all I got to say. And as I always say, stay classy and tighten up. Tighten up! Let's get tightened up. Tightened up. I've been scoping from the sideline, waiting.